Hagdama to the Perek, to the Simon Yud Aleph, the 11th letter, the holy letter of the Alter Rebbe that we started yesterday. The famous letter that's, uh, famous letter that's known as Laskil Chabina. To enlighten you with understanding. We spoke yesterday, we learned yesterday that There's many, many depths to this letter, and it's very, very deep, very hard to understand. Hard not in the sense that it's hard, only that it's, it's very, very deep concepts, but also that it seems very far away from a person to live his life like this, the way the Alter Rebbe is going to explain and we started out by explaining that in order to really understand the depth of what Alter Rebbe is going to explain in this simon, which is very fascinating, and almost in a certain sense, when we're going to come to the end, we're going to realize that there's a certain excitement that one gets from the truths that are brought out from this simon. And we explained yesterday that this idea is recognized in the two words that he says in the beginning of the Pedic, which is laskil chabina, to enlighten you with understanding. Which means that if you, under, if you have understanding, if you have clarity, which most people do not have clarity. Most people go through most of life with no clarity at all as to their mission, as to their purpose. And they very rarely ask themselves, why are they even here at all? And if a person has clarity, if he could have laskil chabina, if he could have enlightenment, then in fact he will see that his suffering is not suffering at all. And on some level, the Alter Rebbe is really going very deep into the root of suffering, which we started to tip on in the end of the shir yesterday which is, does a person really have an insight into what is suffering? What is the root of all suffering? And we started to explain yesterday that there's going to be a few ideas that we have to understand very deeply before we can understand the depth of this parak. And one of those ideas are, is... One of those ideas are, is the root of all suffering. What is suffering? What is, what is it? Now, why do we have to understand this? Because you have to understand this letter, even though it's written to each and every one of us, this letter was written to a person who was complaining to the Alter Rebbe. He was complaining of his life drama that he was having. Not to make light of his suffering, but he was saying how, obviously, he was going through horrific circumstances where he was missing in the essentials of life. And the Alter Rebbe starts to explain to him, the Alter Rebbe doesn't go, when you read this letter very carefully, he does not go into, he does not go into the person's problems. But he right away goes into the purpose of a person's life and what is going to bring a person 
true happiness, true fulfillment. And for that, we're going to have to go deep into what is the essence of all suffering. We started to say yesterday something very fascinating, which is, did you ever realize that a person who gets everything what he wants, why most of the time he's not happy? And very few people think about this at all, which is a very, very fascinating concept. And it demands tremendous, tremendous attention. That a person, if a person was to have a magic button, and he would press the magic button, and he would instantly get everything he wants, would he be happy? And this is a very, very important question, because the question really ultimately leads to something bigger, which is, what is happiness? What is happiness? What brings a person fulfillment? What brings a person... What is the meaning of a person's life? What's the purpose of a person's life? So you see, you have a person... We were saying yesterday that we have a person that goes through 70, 80 years of his life. And what, how did he live his life? He lived his life saying, in the future, I will become a better person. In the future, one day when I grow up, one day in the future, I'm going to do this. One day in the future, I'm going to do that. And... You might think to yourself that this is not the way I'm living. But in fact, almost every single person lives with this illusion. And this illusion is the foundation of all suffering. And if we go very deep into it and you meditate on it with your mind's eye, which in a certain sense is what the Alter Rebbe is going to demand that you do with this letter, you will see a tremendous enlightenment and a tremendous peace that will come over your life which is the understanding that most of life, most of suffering comes from the fact that a person is not living in the present moment. He's not here in the present. And I said that this Pesach, I was sitting with somebody and he was telling me, during Pesach, he was saying, next year Pesach, I am going to be going to so and so forth. And I was trying to discuss with him, I was telling him, where are you this Pesach? If next year Pesach, you're going to be in this other hotel. Then next year Pesach, you're going to be talking that the next year you're going to be in another hotel. And by the time your whole life passes you by, you're going to be realizing, like the person who says that next year, in in a future, in a future life, in a future time, in a future space, I will become better. And I say that this person says, in the future, when I grow older, I'm going to do this. When I grow older, I'm going to be better. And then what happens is, at some point, they reach 70, 80 years, and they start to speak the opposite. They say, when I was younger, I should have done this, and I should have done that. And the question that arises is, when was there a switch from younger to older? When did that switch happen? And the answer is, 
that the switch never happened. The real switch never happened. But it is the illusion in the mind of a person that he has unlimited days. A person's mind, in a person's mind, he has unlimited days in the future to do things. And a person imagines that he needs time. It's a very, very important yesoid to understand this pedic. A person imagines that he needs time in order to become something. And that is a tremendous hope that he has. He says, I, I need time. In the future, one day, I want to be a tzaddik. I want to be, be successful. I want to... Whatever his hopes and aspirations are, they are going to be fulfilled sometime in the future. So essentially, a person's life is made up with many, many failures of the past and many, many hopes for the future. And when a person is thinking about the past, he thinks about all the drama and all the painful things that happened to him. And when he thinks about the future, he thinks about all the future things that are going to come, all the better, the becoming, the, 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 the evolvement of who he's going to be somewhere down in the future. But all the while, he squanders the present moment, which is the only thing he ever has. You see, life never happens in the future. If you're imagining a day when you're going to become wealthy, if you're imagining a day when you're going to become perfect, if you're imagining a day when you're going to stop keeping Torah mitzvahs, if you're imagining anything somewhere in the future, that future will never come as a future. It will only be today. It will only be this moment. Your life only unfolds in this moment, which is one of the most powerful observations a person can get to in life. You see, let's give an example. Let's say my child comes to me while I'm in the middle of talking on the phone and I'm dealing with an important business deal. It's not so significant. My child coming to me is not so significant as my business deal. So there's a measurement. I have this important business deal and my child coming to me is not so important. Now, why is my child not so important right now? If today was the last day of my life, what would be important to me? Would I be squandering the present moment that I have right now thinking about a future business deal, thinking about a future unrealized hope? This is a very important question that a person has to ask himself. Most of life, a person's suffering comes from the reality that he spends so much time on a future that is never going to come as a future. It might come, but it will only come as now. He might slightly improve his future. He might slightly improve his future now, which is the only time he'll ever live. By preparing for the future. 
But if he spends his whole entire life preparing for a future, his whole entire life, the present moment of his life, will always be preparing for a future. And for a future that will never come, because the only thing that exists is now. And his whole life will fly by him by preparing for some future. Meaning every moment of the present moment of the now of life, which is the only time that life happens, will always be, there is going to be a better tomorrow. But if a person has a true awakening, that today is his last day on earth, and he gets rid of the fear of that, now he has to ask himself, what does it mean to live? What does it mean to live now? Now everything has meaning. The quality of everything right now is unlimited. Now when his child knocks, t- taps him and pulls him and says, Tati, the sensitivity, the quality to that moment is entirely different than to a person who has unlimited amount of days in the future. I have so much in the future, so, much, so many important things. I will sit with my son in the future and I will talk with him. I will make money in the future. I will have fun in the future. Everything will be in the future. Right now is not important. Because there's so much better coming in the future. We might be looking like we're spending a lot of time on this, but actually this is a tremendous, tremendous meditation. person who could focus on this. This is the beginning of Laskil Chabina. This is the beginning of enlightenment. The beginning of clear knowledge is to focus on this. The Alter Rebbe explains Yom Kippur. Why is Yom Kippur such an important day? Because Yom Kippur is a day when now my life, the meaning of my life has meaning. What is the purpose of my life? What is, my, what is the purpose of my life? Ni'ilah, you see, Yom Kippur also breaks itself up into the nighttime, kol nidre, wow, shocking, sobering experience. And then we go into the beginning of Yom Kippur, and then we're getting to Ni'ilah. Whoever didn't do tshuva Ni'ilah, wow. And what happens to Ni'ilah? Ni'ilah is this tiny little moment that comes, and it's all gone. But what happened? What's really going on in Ni'ilah? Ni'ilah is the quality of the day. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. You know, you say, person, today is going to be the, mo- the only day in your life, the most important day in your life. You're going to be tested today, and you're going to be waiting the whole entire day. You're going to be waiting. Wait for it. When is it? When is the moment that I'm going to be tested? And what's the tension that you have on that day? The day, that you, the day that's the most important day of your life, the last day or the most important day. You're waiting. You're waiting for that moment. Now, every moment, the quality of the moment, there's a vibrancy, there's an attention, there's a clarity that a person has. And he's waiting for that moment, the moment, the quality of that moment. So in a certain sense, if you never thought about it, that's what's really going on in Yom Kippur. In Yom Kippur, there's one day a year. This is the day. This is the day. Because now my life matters. Now my future matters. Why? Because if I get forgiven today, I live another day, another year. If I don't get forgiven today, if I don't make a meaning out of my life, if I don't, make, if I don't undo the mess of my life, then I don't know. So even every person on some level, on some level, even a non-religious person, 
even, even a person who's a complete koifer. On some level, Yom Kippur means something. Then why? Because what's the, the day of my atonement, the day of my clarity, of my refocus. What, what am I doing in this world? A person doesn't want to think about it, right? The average person not thinking that this world is only a tiny world, there's billions of galaxies. The average person is not thinking, what does death look like? The average person is not thinking about purpose and mission. And when do I, when do I live? When do I make my stand? When, when, when is my life happening? The average person is just going about his day. Yom Kippur is a day that wakes up a person. So what's, what's the meaning of my life? And then on, on, on the Ila, you, 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 you're begging for forgiveness and you're hoping and you're praying for a pure soul and pure... What's really going on? Ni'ilah is the moment. Wait for it, wait for it. You know, wait, wait. The purpose of your life is going to be now. And on some level, you don't really have this moment in your life where you can say, this is the day where your whole entire life was up until this day. You don't have that. But the closest that we have to that, says the Alter Rebbe, is Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur, if we resolve right now to have a tremendous attention to my life, then what happens? I will live with Mi'ila every day of my life. See, many people come to the Lubavitcher Rebbe and their life, entire life changed. Why did their entire life change? There's many reasons to explain it, but why did it change? Because every person that the Lubavitcher Rebbe ever met was smack in the middle of Mi'ila. Every person was the most important person he ever met. So a person walked away from the Lubavitcher Rebbe feeling like he was the most important person in the world. And that his mission was the most important in the world. And that every moment, every contribution, everything was the most quality experience in the world. So it turns out that there's quality and quantity. Quality is who you are inside. Quantity is the amount of time you have. The future. So many days in the future. So much time to become. So much in the future to, to live. But it's actually the serious of this moment, the seriousness of this. There's only this moment right now. If you thought today was your last day on earth, or today is your only day on earth, today is the day that you're going to be tested. When the poor person comes to you, the vibrancy is very different. The quality of the experience. But why? Why don't we do that? Because there's so many more important things in the future. But we live our whole life like that. So really, ultimately speaking, we can only redeem this moment. There is only this moment. There's a tremendous clarity that comes from this. Real, what is real life? Real life is living with on the inside, living with it on the outside. What's the inside? The inside is the quality. The quality of something. So what does it mean to be, what does it mean a meaningful life? What does it mean a life of redemption? What does it mean a life, a purpose for life? What does it mean a life without suffering? What does it really mean? What is the root of all suffering? Ultimately, it means redeeming this moment. To look at this moment right now, whatever you're doing in this moment, and to realize that life only happens at this moment. The future is an illusion that's created by the mind. The past is an illusion that was created by the mind. Because when that past was, it was this present moment. You only lived there. And the future moment that you're imagining that's going to be better is only going to be come as now. 
So if you don't resolve at some point to realize that your life is so meaningful, the moment right now that you have is everything you have. If you don't realize it now, you'll never realize it. Because now is the future. This sounds very, very deep and it demands tremendous meditation. Because the truth is when we're going to get deeper into the simon, you're going to need to understand this point to fully appreciate what he's saying. The root of all suffering is a projection of the future. A projection of myself. Who am I? I am this person I want to be sometime in the future. I want to have a better life. I want to be a better person. Sometime in the future I'm going to do tshuva. Sometime you see that I have a vision of myself in the future. That's not real. That's illusion. That's the root of all suffering. Whatever you're imagining, whether it's spiritual fulfillment or physical fulfillment, it can never come to you in the future. It can only come to you today. There's only today. You're being created from nothing to something only this minute. Your heart is pumping now. You're living life now. And there's a tremendous redemption. There's a tremendous revolution that happens from this. You see to it with your own family. You see to it with the kindness that you do. You see to it with everything that you do. If you live life that you have unlimited days in the future, unlimited amount of time in the future, you'll never make your stand today. You'll never live today, which is all you ever had. I have a close friend of mine. And he helps people in the hospital who are dying all the time. And he himself was on the verge of dying. And Hashem, big rahmanas on him. And for him, he spends time with people who are about to die. And his whole entire life, this is the meaning of his life, his whole entire life is spent dealing with people and helping them. And in a certain sense, he said, I woke up to life. I'm f He's fully alive. Because he has no aspirations. He has no hopes. And you see this with many people. There's a tremendous, tremendous lesson. A person who suffers on some level, a person who goes through suffering in the deepest level, which nobody should ever have to go through, they have a tremendous wake-up to what life is. So on some level, when a person is living his life in a certain way, and he's hoping for a better tomorrow, a better sometime in the future, he's going to start to live life. On some level, that is the root of all suffering. We're going to go into a deeper tomorrow that there's different types of suffering. But we need to understand what is life and what's the opposite of life. What is living and what is a squandered life. And once we can understand what's a squandered life, then automatically the opposite will be a life fully lived. And if we understand what's a squandered, a wasted life, then we can understand that that ultimately is suffering. And then we can re-examine what we call suffering. And maybe, but maybe we'll discover that what we think is suffering has very little to do with suffering. And maybe we will discover that actually forms of suffering in our life, 
not God forbid terrible suffering, but even little sufferings, have woken us up to who we truly are. Because a person lives a big part of his life not knowing who he is. Because by default, you're a child. You're thinking about matchbox cars. You're getting bigger, remote control cars. You're getting bigger, you want other cars. But maybe cars have nothing to do with your life. Maybe they're never going to bring you fulfillment. So on some level, a person has to discover who he is. And what life is. And what fulfillment is. And once he gets enlightened with that, maybe then maybe we'll have a different understanding entirely of life. And this is the deep, deep hagdamas that we must have before we go deep into this parak, Which is to understand that there's two things that a person experiences every day, which is the quality of the day and the quantity of the day. The quantity of the day is how much time I have today, how much time I have tomorrow, how much time I have in this life to become something better, to do something better. I'm going to one day I'm going to care about a poor person. One day I'm going to care about my child. One day I'm going to realize that all I have is my, all I have is the goodness that I'm going to do in this world. One day when I become wealthy enough, when I become strong enough, when I become smart enough, when I become good enough, what does that day look like? Nobody ever thinks, but it's a projected future. And a person's obsessed with this future, whether it's spiritually, physically, psychologically, some future that's going to be better. But if he would know that today there is no future, there's never any future, if he would, if, if somebody told him, who would, if today, today, you came to Malchus. Today, this is the purpose of your life. Over here, you make your stand. Could you imagine the sensitivity, the quality that he would have to that moment? And this is in the, for, the beginning of enlightenment. And the question is, can a person get to this enlightenment? Can he really get to this enlightenment from being arrogant, from being hopeful for tomorrow, from, for, from having aspirations, spiritual or physical, I will become much better in the future. Or does he need to be shocked into this reality? On some level we see that it's Yom Kippur that wakes a person up to this. If he ever gets woken up to make change in his life, to make resolutions to change, it is the Ne'ilah, it is the quality moment in his life, it is the fourth, it is the, the Krishna of his night or the Moida'ani of his morning that makes him make this change. And this is the beginning of Laskil Chabina which is a person must ask himself, what is the purpose of my life? What is the meaning of my life? What do I want with this life? And that's what we're going to go into. We're going to go into to deeper Metz tomorrow, which is discussing in Panic Lamadvav, chapter 36 of Tanya, and other places in Tanya, with Alter Rebbe explains, what is the purpose of my life? What's the meaning of my life? What's a meaningful life? What do I want out of this life? And then, hopefully then, in Metz we will be able to understand at a deeper level, what is the essence of all suffering? What is suffering at all? And is there a way to eliminate all suffering? And is there a way to live a meaningful life beyond all suffering? To transform and transmute all suffering into goodness? And ultimately speaking, that's going to come from recognizing that what we think is suffering is not suffering at all. And we, what we really have to do is understand what is the essence and what is the meaning of life and by getting that laskil chabina, and by living with that betachen, by living with that recognition, by living with that understanding, we can reframe and 
re, and we can reframe and we could e, 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 reveal the depth and the calling of our life, the calling of our soul to leave, live a meaningful life.